Welcome to The Essential Rhythm, science-based natural history and human ecology of the North Atlantic seashore. This is episode 96. Meet Mola Mola, the ocean sunfish. The other day I heard my phone buzz. It was a text from my sister, who was spending the morning at Sand Beach in Acadia National Park. She sent a photo of a single large fin sticking up from the water just offshore. She didn't say it, but her tone implied the nervous question. Holy cow, is this a shark? It's a question more and more people in New England are asking, as the incidence of large sharks seems to be increasing. But this time, the answer was no. It was what might be described as the antithesis of a shark. It was a mola mola, more commonly known as an ocean sunfish. If you've never seen a mola mola, you should go Google it right now. They are sort of ridiculous looking. They're all head, no body or tail. In fact, the German common name for them simply means swimming head. Other common names for them are equally as descriptive. Moonfish, because they are roundish and pale in color, and sunfish, because they're round and bask in the sun at the sea surface. The scientific name Mola Mola refers to the Latin for millstone, again, a large, round shape. And large they are. Fully grown Mola Mola can range from 500 to 2,000 or more pounds, and average 5 feet from nose to tail or 8 feet from fin tip to fin tip, though much larger specimens have been recorded. And about those fins and that tail. These fish have a strongly truncated body, and the tail, or caudal fin, is absent. In its place is an extension of the dorsal, or top, and anal, or bottom, fins, which fuse to form a sort of fringing fin along the posterior of the fish. The dorsal and anal fins have evolved to be quite long and pointy, and it is the dorsal fin that sticks out of the water and makes people think they might be seeing a shark. It isn't uncommon to see them here along the coast of Maine in the summer. They loll about at the surface periodically during the day and can easily be seen from boats or high points along the shore. Researchers have tagged individual fish and learned that these animals have a daily pattern of migrating between the surface and depths of up to 600 feet, most likely following the migration pattern of much of their prey, small crustaceans and fish, squid, and gelatinous zooplankton. A side note, this vertical migration pattern is thought to be the largest animal migration in the world, and it happens on a daily basis. Animals that would be delicious prey swim to depth during the day to more easily hide in the dark, and swim to the surface at night to feed on the abundant plankton there in the relative safety of the cover of darkness. Though sometimes their predators, like the ocean sunfish, make that migration with them. You would not be blamed for questioning this fish's swimming ability. All head big flappy vertical fins, no tail to speak of, it doesn't generate much confidence as a swimmer. But they actually can swim as fast as two knots and have been known to breach, flinging themselves entirely out of the water, which is something I would dearly love to see. Like many, I've wondered how they have managed to survive. They seem like just giant floating yummy biscuits for ocean predators like sharks and orcas. And those are among their predators, along with sea lions. Periodically, a video or photo will circulate on social media showing a mola mola swimming with a giant bite taken out of it. The scientific literature doesn't have much to say on this point. It mainly seems like a numbers game. Mola molas are very fecund, meaning they make lots of babies. They have been documented as producing as many as 300 million eggs at a time. Of course, the vast majority of those eggs do not lead to adult mola molas, but still, 
with that many potential offspring and the huge size of their range, they are found worldwide, they haven't yet been predated to extinction. Something that may be more of an issue for them is parasites. They are reportedly among the most highly parasitized fish in the sea. 40 types of ectoparasites are found on their skin alone, largely the result of not having scales. Instead, they have small mineralized bits called denticles embedded in a collagen matrix covered by mucus. So snotty sandpaper, which is helpful in deterring large predators, but which has provided many opportunities for ectoparasites. Some characteristic mola mola behaviors, like basking at the surface and even leaping out of the water, are hypothesized to be methods of dealing with parasites. They often solicit various cleaner fish or even seabirds to feast on their parasite banquet table. As for the shark issue, the best way to tell if a fin belongs to a shark or a mola mola is to watch it for a while, as my sister did at Sand Beach. If it moves in a single direction, like it's on a mission, that leans more towards shark. If it lulls about, turning this way and that, usually slowly, or if the fin stays at an angle, like when the sunfish tilts on its side to bask in the sun, that behavior is more indicative of a sunfish. If you find yourself on a boat or near the shore in the coming weeks, keep your eyes peeled for this special summer visitor. This has been episode 96 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The show is produced on traditional Wabanaki land. Did you know you can find this show as a podcast? Go to weru.org to learn more. The theme music is Lightstream by the artist Siddhartha, used by permission through Creative Commons. Thanks for listening and join us next week.